Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Scummy Mummies Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies Podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it is me, Ellie Gibson. And we have tonight, not one, but two Hoopers in the house. Woo-hoo. We have Mod <laughs> and a Fod. <laughs> Hanging with Mr. Hooper and his wife. Yes, uh, Exciting times. It's Clemmy and Simon Hooper. Hello. 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 <laughs> welcome, welcome back to the podcast, Clemmy. You've been on a few times now. Where's my plaque? Uh, <laughs> we need a blue plaque. I just need a blue. You. I know she just keeps coming back. Oh. <laughs> but this time I've got someone far more interesting than me. It's me. Hey. Yes. Well, you guys have a lot to answer for anyway. Every time she keeps coming back, she's hammered and wearing spandex. You well. say that, Simon. Last time we put her in a taxi and sent her home. Next thing we knew, there was a photo on Instagram of you in a taxi. <laughs> Oh, I've forgotten about that. I've been drinking on my own. <laughs> no cat seats tonight, I'm afraid. Uh, Why not? Until later. <laughs> okay. We are not wearing cat seats. We can no. confirm. I'm actually wearing slippers. You're in lovely slippers. I'm in a one pound pleather skirt from Primark. Is this the f- the infamous one? Yes. Yes, I've worn it many times. What are you wearing, Simon? Uh, my standard dad outfit, which are the jeans that I've had for the last six years. Uh, <laughs> some Converse. And a jumper, which I think might be my dad's. (laughs) I'm going to say this to you, Simon. It's October and you're not wearing socks. I feel I'm disconcerted. No, socks are coffins for the feet. I don't wear socks. I don't like socks. I would prefer to have stinky feet and (gasps) ruin the whole family's ambience just so that my feet don't have to wear socks. Don't Don't you get blisters? No. I don't, I'm not like a girl. I don't wear little things at the back of my I ankles. I bought him those, like, you Pop know... Socks. Well, no, I bought him, like, trainer socks. So yeah. you're wearing socks, but you can't see them. And what did I say? I feel like a woman. Yes, exactly. <laughs> In the words of Shania Twain. He literally did. He's like, I feel like a woman. I can't, I can't wear them. Bow, 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 But I, I, like, sock... I mean, I hate the summer for lots of reasons, but one of the things is you can't wear socks. I can't, I can't wait to start wearing socks again in the autumn. What is, you're a freak, is what I'm saying, Simon. So, mean, you're a freak. No, I think that women generally have bad circulation. Or at oh, least here the women, we go. Uh, the, the women here that we I go. know... in the wrong company. Well, yeah, I'm always in the wrong company. <laughs> I'm surrounded by females all the time. Oh. Um, I feel that there is nothing wrong with having an ankle out in November or December. 
You catch the death. He no, has a, got a really good point about this. I think the Victorians had a really good point oh. about this. No ankles ever. Socks. <laughs> 24-7. You don't actually get a cold ankle. You don't really get cold on your ankle. Do you, you get cold? No, because you get cold. How do you strong. know you wear socks? Well, I have gone out and not worn socks. So you get cold on your hands because it's an extremity and your toes, but not your ankle. We've got here two of the sort of, you know, most influential sort of high-powered parent bloggers no, in Britain. On. And we're just talking about their fucking socks. We're just talking Real about hosiery. That's what everyone wants to hear. Fold and mod chatting about. Do you know about. what the sad thing is? I don't even buy my own socks. Jesus wept. <laughs> Where do you get your socks from? Clemmy buys them. I buys I buys clothes. He doesn't even wear them. I'm, I'm just going to anonymously send you socks from now on. Just wear them. <laughs> wear them, Simon. So basically, this podcast is going to be cool. I already know the title of this episode. It's Let's Talk About Socks with Clemmy and Simon. <laughs> Let's there talk about socks, baby. Yay! Yay! That is yeah, that, that was good. Nice. Well done, everyone. That is what I was alluding to. <laughs> But you didn't do the tune. No, because I didn't want to sound like a twat. But well done. Well done, everyone. So, look, really, I mean, you two need no introduction. But do us one anyway. Let's start with you, Clemmy. Who are you? What are you for? Well, I am Clemmy. And recently I was asked how old I was and I couldn't remember. I'm in that, like, once you're past 30, you just don't know. Mm. I'm, um, I'm a midwife. Uh, at local hospital on Labour Ward. I'm a mum to four daughters, uh, 10, 7, and the twins are 20 months. I guess I'm an author now as I've yes, had Yes, you a, are. Yeah. Actually, right, are. Right, I'll take it. Right. You What's your book called? Come on, plug um, it in. Plug it's it called in. How to Grow a Baby and Push It Out. Um, it's still out. It's still selling, which is brilliant. And I've just finished um, doing that edits for the second one, which is out next year. Is it How to Grow a Baby and Push It Back In? Yeah. Because I could really do that. <laughs> I would really like that. Um, and I guess I'm a Insta mum. Yeah. Oh, I just feel so uncomfortable even saying that. Um, yeah. Um, for anyone that follows me, I'm mother of daughters on Instagram. And I have a husband and he is called... Simon Hooper. And you'll recognise me from Instagram called father of daughters or as I'm now known, FOD. Yeah. Oh. Which I never saw coming. No. Right. Now here's my question: Do you call each other modern fod in no, private? Absolutely not. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, come on, fod, harder! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my fod! Uh, yeah, there's lots of taglines that go with all of that. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> some people have ca- started calling us pod, parents oh. of daughters. Oh, oh Jesus! The collective. That's... Yeah, mm. which is disconcerting at least you know what to call your podcast I mean it yeah. would be confusing pod, pod. in some ways pod, yeah. pod, pod, it, podcasts what, what's quite strange now is that people do recognise me because we've got well I've got 700,000 followers and clemmy has got 360 odd and so people, not that it's a competition guys am it, I right am it, I right it hasn't been a competition for a long time actually <laughs> It's all coming out now. I love the tally on the wall you've got here. Yeah, yeah. The smiley faces, lovely. The graphs all over the bathroom are amazing. Check another one for FOD. Um, What I do find a little bit strange is people calling FOD out in public. Mm. So they don't know my real name. And they'll just go, oh, FOD! And then not say anything else. And just kind of talk to me for a little bit or talk at me. And I'll <laughs> nod and say, yeah, that's... Oh, yeah, nice to meet you, Gov. That's great. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then kind of go about my business. But, yeah, that's something that I didn't see happening 18, 20 months ago when I started my yeah. Instagram. 
Well, let's talk about that because how did you get involved? Because obviously, Clemmy, you know, you've been doing it for a few years, and we've had you on the podcast a couple of times before. Yeah. Well, my blog started um, six and a half years ago, Gas and Air blog, um, which started when I was on maternity leave after my second daughter, and I um, this was before Instagram. I kind of what? There was a time before Instagram, Clemmy. Oh my goodness! Can you imagine? I can't. Um, I won't. Yeah. yeah. I I joined Instagram quite late to the party, and you know, like anyone else, I used Instagram back then for filtering a photo, and then my Instagram just kind of developed as things changed for me and and then and then obviously um, had the twin so I think the interest sort of peaked a little bit people were just like yeah they've got four daughters that's quite interesting and obviously I'm a midwife and then Simon decided that he was fed up of it just being about mums and he was like well you say why you joined it well uh, I, I had an Instagram account right. for two or three years maybe <laughs> before and I think I did pretty much what every other male did I posted dick photos. Pics. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah just <laughs> day after day. There's a lot of, of cock. dick pics. That's cock, all cock, I did. Cockety cock and, and a bike. It and was the bike. same <laughs> thing every day. Was it like eight pm? Here's my cock. Well, I know. I'd mix it up with a bit of is it cock or ball? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great, no. game. Great game. I love Great that game. game. Love that game. Now love listen, game. that's not what actually happened. So <laughs> I, I would post pictures of being on holiday, cars, sports teams, architecture I liked, just being out with friends. <laughs> Yeah, we're all bored. Yeah. Um, and then I noticed that I, Clemmy was using it for a completely different reason. So she created a little community of people to talk about parenting. But one of the things that was really absent was a male voice. It was mums all talking to each other about how annoying their kids were and blah, blah, blah. And how horrible their husbands were and how they didn't pull their weight. And I just thought, man, that's not that balanced. So I thought, well, I think I'm quite funny. That sounds terrible. Oh. Um, and I enjoyed... No, you did say quite funny. You are British. Come yeah, on. thanks very much. It's still, a li- still a little bit of self-deprecation. Yeah. In there, so. It's not totally funny. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> um, and I just got to the point in my life where I now had four daughters, including twins who may or may not be identical. We're not 100% sure, but... <laughs> We the have... fact that you can't tell them apart, Simon, is very obvious. Yeah, they... but I think this is some, down to male blindness. Like, oh I just God. don't have this facial recognition thing where I can tell who's who. But, you know, it'll happen at some point when they can tell me their name. You do know one of them's ginger. No. <laughs> and a boy. I'm not, not colour blind as well. Um, so anyway, yeah, Clemmy had her Instagram going. And then I thought, well, I should start mine. So mine started and it kind of went off quite quickly because Clemmy gave me the boost she was like well okay you should you know I'll, I'll plug you and see where it goes and what did, I'm regretting that decision and what, did you, <laughs> and, what, and what did you say Simon what was the what was the thing you said to me at that point well I think you had maybe 10 or 15,000 followers and I said to you this Instagram thing is so easy I bet I can beat the number of followers that you have within a couple of months and then I did and then <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> what he said was, I'm going to beat your followers to show how easy it is and then quit. Oh. Oh, you didn't have that bit. But. I'm also saying, I'm going to smoke even more than you and I'm going to get lung cancer and die before you. <laughs> what? Uh, what? That's a strange analogy. But yeah, okay. I think it works. We I do know. not promote cigarettes. You know what's going on? I feel like I'm turning into Samuel L. Jackson over the course of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it, it, so it escalated really quickly and it went from, you know, 10,000 followers within two weeks to 350,000 followers within six months and then it kind of get bigger and bigger and bigger and then I started to realise that this is, I, I've got a platform, I've got a voice and 
my original idea was to get a community of dads involved in the parenting discussion to put across our side of the story and you know have the complete picture of course what I have is 90% female followers <laughs> almost as if they can't be asked yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a shocker yeah. uh, oh hang on I'm laughing at that <laughs> I just realised realize what that meant <laughs> Um, yeah, that's so anyway, where we are today. So that's where we are. Yeah. No, but that is no, but in all seriousness, why do you why do you think that is? Why do you think like you said you you were trying to represent dads and that angle why why is it so many of your followers are women? Um I don't know. Um Was it the I, fact you took a photo of yourself in the shower? <laughs> I mean, that helps. <laughs> Was it the that fact helped. you went on that um, cycle charity holiday with all your really hot friends? By the way, it's not a holiday. That was, that was work to it's, raise money. It was a junket, I believe. <laughs> and how oh, you it was had a holiday that few, other people paid for. You had a few more followers after that uh, trip, didn't you? I actually lost followers, but Did my you? friends all gained followers. Let him answer the question. I feel also, like it's like he's being Paxman by even a wall remember. of vagina. <laughs> I can't Let even him th- speak. This is my That's life. Naughty. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> this I always is, do this. I always this do this. Seems, this so this is my little intro. In. Sorry. This is my life all over. Completely outnumbered by women and finding it hard to get a word in edgeway. So yeah, go on. What was the question? The question was, why do you think so many of your women, your women are followers? <laughs> why do you think <laughs> They're all my women. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <sighs> Why do you think you're the new Hugh Hefner? Why do you think uh, that so many of your followers are women and that more dads aren't engaged with Instagram and, and with what you're doing? I think it comes down to the fact that more mums are at home mm-hmm. and they have the time with their kids and to be able to engage in social media. And maybe that's terribly stereotypical, but I think that is the way things are at the moment. 11% of my followers still are men, which mm-hmm. is you know 77,000 men. So it's not a small number, mm-hmm. but they very rarely comment very mm. rarely and if they do it's to make a nasty comment really yeah what the men yeah only a, there's a very yeah. small fraction that make a comment uh, it's usually something like uh why are you doing this it's like well because Thanks, I'm tr- oscar wilde <laughs> uh, let me reconsider my life choices <laughs> because based I'm, on that because i'm trying to start a parenting conversation that involves yeah. you but I guess some some dads just don't want to talk about their their family life, and which is fine as well. I made the decision to open up and talk about it because not many people were, and hopefully people take away from some of the things I talk about the fact that we all struggle with stuff all the time, and yeah. being able to admit that is okay. Mm. Whereas I don't think dads are very good at admitting, or men are very good at admitting when something's gone wrong or yeah. you know they're struggling. And I struggle with stuff all the time. But I'm, I've got this now venting, you know, apparatus called Instagram where I can just talk about it. It is. So. It's a venting machine. That's yeah, what yeah, it is. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. As long as I dress it up in a nice, funny comment. <laughs> but I think it is really good that what you've just touched on there. We've never really talked about that. But, you know, men are notoriously really bad at discussing their emotions and how they're feeling when they look at stats about sort of depression or post-age depression in men the stats are so low because they just don't have that data because men are really bad at talking about it you know like you know suicide rates of men are actually really high because men don't talk about like I'm actually feeling really shit mate about this Mm. you just kind of you know hammer up with let's go to the pub and i mean how many of you and your mates do you talk about like how hard it is with the newborn so our friends are now eventually having kids i mean they don't do they no it will be a passing comment like oh mate i'm really tired 
And then we'll start talking about something else. Yeah. You never get into it. So I was up all night looking at football and pornography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and all. Me and all, mate. Beer? Is, is this what you <laughs> <laughs> men talk about? Yeah. Pornography. Yeah. Yeah. Because you are bang yeah. on. I like, I like the one where they dress up as a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> things like that. Is yes. it things like that? Yeah, yeah, it's exactly <laughs> that. It, it's and they talk like that. Yeah, yeah. They all talk like that. All men talk like that. Everyone knows that. Irrespective of where they are geographically in the country, yeah, yeah. they've all got a East London yeah. twang. This, hello, my name's Steve, I'm from Rochdale. Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah. I like the one with the cheerleaders. <laughs> anyway. Like but so this is this is a point that Clemmy yeah. made in all of our childbirths. In all of our childbirths. In, in uh, all of, who yeah. birthed? You birthed yeah. it, fine, oh, I was yeah. there. Yeah. But Clemmy was livid with me each and every time because I didn't cry or show any kind of real emotion apart from a little bit of joy. Mm-hmm. And and Clemmy has come away and still says this at dinner parties because apparently it's embarrassing to me. Oh, yeah, Simon didn't cry. I was like, well, so what? I was happy. Why do I have to shed a tear? I'm not a completely emotionless robot, but still, I was, you know, in the moment. Hmm. Oh, I have I have a male friend who said to me, <laughs> I didn't <even> say, <laughs> I did did your husband cry? My husband got a bit weepy with the first one, especially, and said, you know, we were talking about what names we should call it. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, after what you've just done, you could call it whatever you fucking want. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Yes. And yours? Yeah, no, he was quite... The first one definitely was very emotional. Mm. Uh, and then... You're dead inside, Sam. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to think no, I don't know. However, however, Will did say halfway through my labour that he was tired. <laughs> I love that. I yeah. love that. Uh, he was so dead. He was yeah. so dead. But anyway. But I had a male friend who said to me that he, when he had his first child, he's got four now, but when he had his first one, yeah, he expected it to be like this Lion King moment where yeah. he would hold up this baby and feel this rush of love and emotion. And, and he just kind of didn't. He just mm. kind of felt relief that his wife, who'd been in terrible pain was for alive. 30 hours, was oh. alive and no longer yeah. screaming and telling him to fuck off. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, is that was that your thing? Exactly, yeah, that was my thing. I mean, during Clemmy's labour, I also went to my parents' house for lunch, which probably wasn't particularly good. Um, I, <laughs> she is a very good cook, your mum. Yeah. <laughs> she does do a great roast. Um, <laughs> And then, I'll be back in a minute. Well, with, with the twins, <laughs> with the twins, I'd also left halfway through, but that was to go and get ice for Clemmy from the local subway because she was, you know, addicted to chewing ice, and I had a meatball marinara sub at the same time. So that was, you know, why she could choke that down. What was going on? When Jesus. he came back, my contractions had really ramped up, so I'd had the hormone drip by then, and um, he came back with the tub of ice. And I think he could really tell that, you know, I was like not talking anymore. You were not, moving, you were both I was just like, yeah. no speaking. And he came close to the eyes and all I could smell was that meatball sub. And I was just like, <laughs> you apt. But I couldn't say, you absolute fucker, because he had brought back the eyes. So I was just like, just don't come so close. Because <laughs> anyway, I might kill you. But, yeah, but the point was, yes, it was a, a kind of, it was a, a moment where... I was concentrating on Clemmy more than anything else, making sure that she was okay. And there was a point where you were birthing the twins. And I remember just saying to you, this is just you and I. Oh, yeah. And I think my skills of being a birth partner have improved over the time. The first one, I was making, oh, the first one I was making jokes, pouring jugs of water over her in the pool. Saying, Let's play charades. Just like pouring gravy yeah. over a turkey, which went down like a sack of shit. Actually, oh, my God. He actually said that. You were basting her. He yeah. was, 
Oh, well. Oh, yeah. Anyway. So, anyway. So, Clemmy, um, let's talk about you, because since you were last on the podcast, obviously things have just gone whoosh for you. you know, you've had the book and all these new followers, and but you're still doing the NHS thing. Yeah, still working at my local hospital, still doing my shifts there. You know what? I will never give that up, because it's... It's the normality in sometimes this crazy Instagram world. And I love going to work and being the midwife. You know, I think it's easy sometimes to be absorbed and consumed by the kind of glitz and glamour, I guess, of what Instagram can give to you and the opportunities I've had. But going to work is like, this is me. I trained as a midwife because I really wanted to be a midwife when I was 18. And I'll never give that up. And it's Mm. almost an opportunity for me to forget about everything else and Mm. just really focus on, well, the thing that I genuinely love and hopefully I'm quite good at. Um, Sometimes I do get recognised at work, but I try and just, you know, brush past that and just go... It's more like, oh, I've read your book and I found it really helpful, which Mm. for anyone that's written a book, that always feels like... That's amazing. That's yeah, we never that. get that. No. <laughs> <laughs> we can might get, I read your book and it was funny, but literally no one has used the word helpful in connection with anything we've ever done. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I love it. And the feeling that I still get when a baby's born, no matter what delivery, is the same feeling I've always had. And I'll never forget a really old school midwife when I was training as a midwife sort of 10 years ago said to me, if you ever lose that feeling, it's time to sort of walk away and do something else. And I've never lost that feeling, mm-hmm. whatever the birth. And I think for me, that's kind of enough for me to go, of course I'm going to do it. Yeah. yeah. I bloody love the NHS and I, I love it for everything it does and everything it gives us as a family when our children have been sick and friends. Mm. And yeah, I, I love it. And it's so good to just switch off from... Instagram for that one day and just be you're just not nice. tempted when someone's giving birth like hang on let's that, do a boomerang oh that needs a heavy filter that one does oh, <laughs> too pink too pink lock it up. oh no I did get asked for a selfie oh did you post yeah this? after afterwards I um, took the couple down to the like the postnatal ward and um she was the one that said I um I'd read your book and everything and she said can we get a photo together and I was like, part of me was like, and I was like, oh, what? I can't like ruin this. Like, this is no. there. And this is like, what she's waited this whole nine months for. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the midwife that wrote the book. And I <laughs> but I don't, you know, I really try and keep it very separate. You don't, you're so professional at work. You can't think about, you know, how many followers you've got on Instagram when you're dealing with literally life. Yeah. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, man. Yeah, man. So what do you do, Simon? Yes. <laughs> Have you still got a real job? Do you bring new life into the yeah. world? Yeah. What do you do? He's a trans- so, transporter. <laughs> can I, Clemmy and I constantly talk about this. Clemmy's job is an important job, right? She's bringing new life into the world. She is the monkey out of the Lion King. Yeah, yes. exactly. And if you boil my job, which is, well, depending on who you speak to, uh, a management consultant, an operations director, or as someone wrote on the internet the other day, Oh, he's a marketing consultant. That's why he started his Instagram account. I mean, all of those are meaningless. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're just titles. Um, When you put it in comparison, essentially, when you boil down my job, I move numbers around spreadsheets. Oh. And speak to people in different countries. Oh. I mean, that sounds like what you do, Helen. You like a spreadsheet. You've I got family that. in Australia. Yes, I love, I love spreadsheets. Like Ellie and I, when we're doing, you know, the, the back of house scummy, sounds yeah. like I'm having some kind of anal probe. But anyway, <laughs> when, when, I, when I sit down to do a spreadsheet, Simon, I, I, I enjoy it thoroughly. Spread those sheets. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 yes, uh, what's your favourite... Um, uh, Excel function. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's not something I've ever been asked. I love a good macro. Oh yes, yeah. Nice. And who doesn't? So mm. Anything that can self-calculate. Anyway, this is making Stop me sound really bad. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, Perhaps so, Clemmy and I should step out for a few yeah. minutes. And we'll <laughs> like give you some room. You can oh. open a new tab. <laughs> it's getting hot in here. Well, congratulations, Clemmy, on having a real job, and Simon also on having a job. Thank you. So <laughs> great. All right, that's Hooper chat. Surely, let's get a little bit more serious because we're going to have some Madagascar chat. This is why we're here. Exciting times because you two have just come back from Madagascar. Yeah, we have. How is King Julian? Uh, A lot smaller than I originally thought. (laughs) (laughs) I'm more of a Melman fan, to be honest. Are you? Yes, I did go and see this. Because you fancy David Schwimmer. Yes, absolutely. I was a Ross guy for Friends. Really? Yeah. Have you met my husband? Have you met my Oh, well, now you put it like that. Yeah. So, why were you in Madagascar? Well, we were invited to go um, with WaterAid and Sopa Dupa. And we had a number of conversations between Clemmy and I. Um, we wanted to use our platform to do something for a charity. And we didn't really have many ideas. Um, and we talked about stuff like we wanted to do something that was close to our hearts rather mm. than just something that was random. I'd done a little bit with um, Tommy's, the baby charity, um, which you probably know about with having had a premature baby. Um, So we'd done a few bits, but... um... So for anybody who's not familiar with WaterAid, what what do they do? So WaterAid is all about giving access to clean water to people that don't have it. They've got a a target that they want to get access for everyone in the world um, to have clean water by 2030, um, which is a pretty huge target to be able to achieve. Um, but we wanted to be part of that. So that's why we said that we'd get involved and try and, and just try and spread the word around what they were doing. 
So that's war trade. And then how yeah. does Sopa Duper come into it? Because they make, what do they make? Like hand wash and shower gel and things? Yeah, hand wash, body lotion. And yeah, so Sopa Duper are um, um, committed to donating 150 thousand pounds by 2019 to support water aids global efforts so it's like a three-year um campaign so um clean water is obviously the most important thing but actually what they're starting to look at is yes you can have clean water for drinking and washing but you need soap Mm. which obviously as a midwife i'd take for granted you know i wash my hands but in these really rural and very poor villages um, they've, it's all been about clean water, but the education hasn't been about the use of soap. So they weren't understanding together, that's actually where you're washing away diseases on your hands, which are giving children diarrhoea and women diarrhoea and infections post-birth. So this is where these two have come together. You kind of can't really believe it. We're so fortunate where we are in the, in, here in the UK. You just don't, well, we just don't think about it, do mm-hmm. we? we? Well, do- will you say that? Because there's a fact, they gave us some facts. Oh, yeah. like, one of the facts which, Honestly, disgusting, mate. Ellie, Ellie did some sick in her mouth. Oh, made me really unwell. Uh, only one in five people in the UK wash their hands after using the toilet. Yeah. Oh, come on. I've, I, I have been witness to men going into the toilet at work and then not washing their hands. And I always want to say something. Oh. Dude, you're, you're just about to go and shake someone's hand in a second and you've just been holding your cock. <laughs> it's when... It's, it's when not, it's not okay. It's not okay. But yeah, so, so why did you go to Madagascar specifically? Um, so, as I will admit, embarrassingly, I didn't really know where Madagascar was. We've already had the... Um, Have you not seen the films? Well, like, this is my only reference to it, which actually, for most people, it probably was. It's the fourth largest island in the world. So, WaterAid have been in Madagascar for almost 17 years, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, it was a great opportunity for us to go and see... The work that they are doing in areas that don't have access to clean water and also to see the the results of what their work has been in in areas that now have access. And specifically, you did you meet with other midwives or...? Yeah, so they really kind of um, focused the programme around us and our interests. So they were brilliant with... Um, they went into a lot of sort of... There was a lot of Instagram sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were some really colourful walls. You could yeah. They made sure against. you had Wi-Fi at all yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not always clean water, people, but always People Wi-Fi. in the villagers are coming up to us. Yeah, can you, can you tag me in that picture, please? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Madagascar. Uh, Hashtag not the film. So the Madagascan Water team were doing loads of sort of work before we went out there and they were visiting all the villages to really make it um, appropriate that we went out there. So a lot of the things like they were meeting with the midwives out there and there's always a mayor of these villages. They were saying it's really hard to talk to these villages where they haven't got access, access to clean water because they're quite suspicious and... There has to be kind of a mutual agreement between the village and the charity that we're going to come in and help you, you know, you've kind of got to get everyone well, on board. It, it wasn't just that. Some of these places have been screwed over. Yeah. Well, this is it. Right, you so know, there's, there's, yeah, there's the history of, of you know, white people coming to Africa and going, hey, guys, yeah, yeah. You know, let's sort this out. And that we, hasn't always gone well. Well, we were really, really, we were really worried about that and we met with Waterade a lot of times before we went and we just said, look, we don't want to just go out there and be having photos with, you know, poor African kids. We want this to be really meaningful and appropriate to what we do back home. Yeah. And but, there, well, there had, there had been other kind of almost made up NGOs that had gone out there mm. and they said, oh, yeah, no, well, we'll sort out your water access if you chip in some money towards yeah. it. And they would basically take money from people who have... Pretty much nothing. Oh, God. Yeah. And then just do a run-up. 
Yeah, and it, it kind of just made me think, Jesus. Yeah. Whereas Water Aid has come in and made a real difference in some of these communities. And they've got long-term strategies in yeah. place rather than just a kind of hit-and-run thing. And it's a really long process. So we, the first day we went into the sort of pre-intervention um, village, which they haven't got access to clean water. So they're on the list, water trader sort of going to get to them. But I was saying, you know, your initial reaction, your knee-jerk is like, right, well, let, let's go, let's do it. But it takes ages. So it's about an 18-month process because it's all about the education beforehand. Mm-hmm. The story that really stuck with me is that we... Um, we're with um, this lovely woman called Rubina. She was 17, having a second baby. And I did her antenatal check in the clinic. So it was really lovely. And then we went and visited where she lived with her mother, husband and um, little boy and her father, actually. And then we did what was called the walk to water. So we walked with them in very hot. It was probably about 30 degrees, midday sun. And we walked to the river and we followed them, and um, so she's eight months pregnant, and her mother was probably in her 50s and put the toddler on her back. Oh, at least. She was probably older than that. She put me to shame, that woman. <laughs> and she, we, she could and lug a 25-kilo jug of water. And then no one sponsoring her, Simon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they, don't, they haven't got shoes, so no. they're just walking on, you know, the, the ground as it is, and we're walking, and it's really hot, and you're trying not to make it look you're struggling. We go down to the river, and then um, they... They pick up their jerry cans and they're filling it. And I picked up an empty bottle of water and filled it up. And I was sort of looking at it. And I was saying, well, it doesn't look that bad. You know, this water mm. looks fine. And then out the corner of our eye, some zebu, some, um, they're like Madagascan cows, come down the path and start um, basically going for a wee and a poo in the river. And it's like 100 metres away from where we are. No, yeah. it was less than that. It was, it was about five metres away. And Rubina and They've been mother, married a long time. Let's not get into it. <laughs> Women and distances. Do you think that women can't judge size accurately? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that what this is yes. about? Yes. This is really about. Yes, they underestimate everything. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what my point was, Simon and Ellie and Helen, is that they were continuing to carry the water, yet they didn't. They weren't making the connection with well. Everyone's using this river to yeah. wash in the animals are pooing and weeing in it and you can't understand why you're all getting sick. Yeah, and it leads to statistics like 5,000 children dying every year in Madagascar because of dysentery, because yeah. of diarrhoea. Basically mm. diarrhoea, mm. which, which is, is ridiculous. all from water. Ridiculous. And in the health centre when I was with the midwife in the morning, um, they had a well, so I sort of learnt how to um, get water from the well and I thought, oh, this is fairly good. We had a bucket of water and then we did the antenatal clinic which both of you have mothers, you know what that's like. Mm. And quite similar to the UK, mm. pretty pretty similar apart from the fact that you're in a very unclean hut. And then the midwife showed me the bucket of water that I collected an hour before and there were leeches in it that had hatched. <sighs> and that is the water that the midwife is washing her hands before she touches and examines the women. And this midwife, um, they all train very similarly to the UK. It's a three-year sort of year degree or a college this midwife, Tolcher, had um, left her home town. She lived in a town where she had access to clean water and her and her husband had moved to this village. So she'd given up mm. quite, you know, mm. access to clean water and moved to this village with her husband and young daughter. And I said to her, but you know that this water isn't clean. You know, she's an educated woman. She's a midwife. How does it make you feel? And she said, I've got no choice. You would do the same. And I was just like... My, on, it was heartbreaking. Mm. So Simon, how was it for you? Because obviously you, you don't have the midwife angle, but you know what? what 
Well, I, in theory, I have enough qualifications to be a midwife. Being married to one, I, I know how it works. <laughs> it's all you now. have to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, but while I was out there, I actually spent time with the fathers. I did something that I'd never done before. I ploughed a paddy field. Kind of shocked by the number of boys that were involved as well. So it's the really anyone from the age of six to ten... Once they uh, get to that age, they're expected to go out and work. And that means that they're not in school, not getting an education. And then I went to go and work in a brickyard. Um, this is basically taking clay from the ground and putting it into a mould and just building bricks. And these guys were under contract to build 100,000 bricks in one and a half months between three of them. And they were paid, I think it worked out at 25p a day, uh, which was pretty insane considering the amount of hard graft that they were doing we asked the question you know what are your hopes and dreams for your kids and they didn't actually understand the question because they can't see because uh, they can't see beyond the life they Mm. currently have so their aspiration is that my son will do what i did Mm -hmm. whereas we went to a post-intervention village where they now had access to clean water and that happened in february of this year so six months they've had it and the answer to that question was markedly different. So they were saying that oh, they wanted to be a health professional. They wanted to be a teacher. They wanted them to move to the city. They wanted them to do something that was different, something that didn't mean they had to live the same life that their parents had lived. And that was one of the things that really choked me up because in this situation, people can't see beyond their own means. They can't see beyond or their is own it, situation. Or is it that they're just... You know, if it's about survival, then that becomes all-consuming. That's of course, you know. it's completely all-consuming, and I I get that. But the ability—it's—it's it's amazing the difference that just a simple thing like water mm. and hygiene can make. Kids were in school longer. Yeah, it meant that parents didn't have to work as long, and especially mothers and women in general, they weren't having to do the water runs because that instead of walking half an hour down to the river, they could walk five or six metres to the nearest water point, mm. collect the water, know it was clean and safe, mm. and mean that they could actually be productive in their own right in, as well. As I said before, a simple thing like water can make such a huge difference that we can't quite comprehend unless you see it for yourself. Mm. What can people do if they want to get involved? Loads. I mean, obviously fundraising, there's lots of ways you can fundraise. Um, so Global Hand Washing Day, which kicks off in a couple of weeks... Um, you can go to um, sopaduper.com to win a hand washing kit for the family, and which is about £15. They're really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you um, get your kids to put this stuff in their hands and then get them to wash so they can't see it. It's like a sort of gel. Get them to wash their hands really well. And then with this like UV pen, you shine it on their hands. And oh, see. yes. It's really fun. And you can see who's washed their hands the best. Like CSI. Yeah. It is exactly like CSI. Not exactly, hopefully. But well, no. No. <laughs> um, and the other thing you can do is go to wateraid.org and you can go and find out lots more information there as well. So do go and check it out. See the information out there and just check out what they're doing. Yeah. Lovely stuff. I feel like we've actually done a bit of serious chat for It's extraordinary. <laughs> Scenes, yeah, yeah. I'm not just all cock and balls. It's yeah, like actual facts. <laughs> like you know, we're making. I, I am a good person. Yes, I am a good person. <laughs> <laughs> you are, Ellie Gibson. It is time now, Illy, for our favourite game. It is handbag surprise. Handbag surprise. Yes, we're going to play manbag surprise. Let's That's see. Simon's Simon Dove for men 
Clean Comfort Micro Moisture Body and Face Wash. Oh, very Do you nice. use that on your body and your face? Yes, both. The carpets match the curtains. Good very nice. nice. Um, Ellie, I found something really worrying. Oh, what's that? Well, he's got a new SIM card for Vodafone, but he's not with Vodafone, so he's obviously moonlighting oh. or having an affair. <laughs> Or, or the company I work for is switching provider. Ah, there's always a good a reason. A likely story. Here's, here's like a work pass card. Pass Who's that guy? Oh, thank Who's you for not. Oh, thank you for not looking at that picture. Where's your stuff? I was carrying some winter weight back then. Oh, you thanks. Hang on. On the 7th of September, 2017, at 23.15pm, <laughs> Simon Hooper, did you or did you not purchase one Whopper large and cheese, large fries, large Coke, subtotal £7.59. Uh, yeah, I guess so. You said you were working late! I was. I'm waiting. This is a jigsaw puzzle. Here's a Tesco receipt. Oh dear. Let's Let's see. You might know too much. K.Y. What? <laughs> well. uh, crisps and beer, that's tedious. Oh, what else? That's, that's the sort of front pocket. In the main pocket of the rucksack, there's just one product... It's some VO5 Extreme Style Matte Matte Clay for texture and definition with a matte finish. Do you like a matte finish? I certainly do. Yeah, it holds it's a lovely everything in um, <laughs> Not that scummy. Oh, I like a late night Burger King. That's very impressive. Yeah, but... That was a lot later than I've been out for a long period of time, so I'm not sure how that got in there. Let oh. me rifle through my bag. It feels so dirty. A Prosecco, okay, like wire, one of the wire cage things. A wire cage. Oh thing. my God, that is a pizza crust. A very old <laughs> one as well. <laughs> That is disgusting. <laughs> Can I just say, she has a lot of napkins from Nero's. Yes, yeah. I do like to bring a napkin home with me. Helen, wow. your bag makes you really anxious. Does it? Ellie, yeah, how do really you... I can't, I can't look in it. Done! Right, I'm going to wind this up, and I'm going to say that of the uh, handbag man bag surprise, I think the pizza crust takes it. So there we go. Um, well, listen, before we go, can we have a can we have a scummy mummy confession, Hoopers? Now, do you want to do this separately, or you know, I'm not that scummy, but I think no, okay, okay, but <laughs> I I think Simon, you should leave with this because um, when Simon's in charge of the twins, hilariously almost dangerous to death situations happen. So. Um, very quickly, the twins have drawn all over our um, carpet with my favourite red lipstick on the day we're trying to sell a house. Tell them what happened this morning when you went into the twins' room. Oh, Ottie was standing on the windowsill, <laughs> whacking against the window, just going, rah, rah. Imagine if you were... Elaine! Imagine, Elaine! <laughs> imagine if you were a person going to work. Just walking, <laughs> they've locked me in here! So that was uh, good fun. But not very scummy, though. The it? problem uh, is there's two of them. And I can't yeah. have two eyes going in different directions. So there's always something that's going to bad that's going to happen. And it usually happens to me. So Well, there we go. So, yeah, again, if people want to get involved, it's wateraid.org. Is that right? Correct. Soperduper.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yes. Uh, your book, Clemmy, is called How to Grow Baby How to Grow Baby Push It Out. Still available, obviously, still. And Simon's got a book coming out next year, but we're going to say that for next time, aren't we? I have, yeah. Oh, will you come back and do a sort of Simon only, perhaps? Absolutely. Well. I'd love to, as long as I get to wear the spandex as well. Oh, oh. it's oh. obligatory. You wait. Yes. <laughs> Just you, you wait. wait. <laughs> Our book. Our book's still available, isn't it, Ellie Gibson? <laughs> it certainly is. Uh, yes, and if you want to come and see us live, go to scummymummies.com for details of all our live dates we've got Cambridge and Chester and oh, Manchester Tunbridge Will uh, if you like the podcast please rate review subscribe tell your friends all the things and follow us on the Instagram and all of that at scummymummies and where can we find you chimps 
I'm mother of daughters on Instagram, and Simon, funnily enough, is father, father of, da- of daughters. Thank you so much, Hoopers, and thank you for having us in your lovely home. Oh, until next time. Bye. Bye. We wanted to do a bit more of a substantial yeah. partnership, basically, mm. and raise. Uh, or, or sh- Oh, 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 good. Yes, no, That's them now. That'll You're misrepresenting the charity. That'll be my mum. They've got a landline. <laughs> so <laughs> archaic. Um, we don't leave the house. We just recorded a podcast. Sorry. Yes, we have got a landline. We didn't realise it's 2017. I'm so sorry. Is it so not I'm 2010? Tomorrow. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.